0: for something to put a smile back on your face just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place you need a partner for the ride because everybody needs a climb to so set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before live studio audience.
1: Are you ready to slay? Because we're watching Buffy. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. <laughs> I'm Joe Sterling here with my co-host who really loved my intro, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing really well you know I it was a surprise just like how it was a surprise for Buffy that she moves into a normal town it Mm -hmm. seems totally fine and every day but guess what it's the mouth of hell and that is a surprise just like your intro because I wasn't you didn't tell me about it. No, uh, I wanted
1: but. to. I wanted it to be a surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you who were with us through our, our Dawson's Creek journey, we had a cute little intro there. I'm testing out some stuff for Buffy, yeah. you know? I yeah. feel like we need something again because it always got me so excited to start the podcast. So we need something.
2: I know. The issue is that this does not rhyme. You said – Buffy has an E noise at the end. Okay. Are you ready to slay <laughs> – welcome back to buffy
1: no that's not what i said what did you <laughs> say i rhymed buffy with shit. 90 shows taught me even though it doesn't rhyme it's like a sideways rhyme i help me rhyme then what should i say then
2: girl i am not a
1: literary i am no willow here i okay. know i know nothing let's open it up to the listeners if anybody has suggestions for an opening to the podcast please let us know but but welcome. Anyone joining us for the first time, uh, I'm Jess that's Sarah. We cover 90s content. Uh, if you're wondering what's up with the title of your podcast, well, we like to talk about what the 90s taught us, and we're gonna see what a vampire slayer is about to teach us because welcome mouth. Yeah, I'm hoping it's how to slay a vampire because
2: I feel like that's critical information to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you haven't followed along, we have covered um. Boy Meets World. That's where mm-hmm. we started. Dawson's Creek. Yep. Freaks and Geeks. Yes. And we are currently on the process of learning what Felicity taught us, but she isn't teaching us much. Felicity besides...
1: only teaches us bad things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she's like the bad kid in school. Do the opposite of what of uh, what Felicity does. I yeah, is which what we're is learning. pretty much a a good lesson to learn. Yeah.
1: But I will say, Buffy already feels like she has a better head on her shoulders than Felicity does, and she's still in high school. So she's only 16
2: years old and she has the world on her shoulders it seems.
1: She and she's very sassy, which I I don't know that I was necessarily expecting for those who didn't listen to our like little kickoff podcast. Sarah and I are uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer newbies, we don't really know a ton about the show. So I got to say a lot of surprising things in this episode for me, one of which was how sassy and like confident Buffy was immediately. I
2: think that Buffy has the confidence of a 16-year-old girl that that I feel like so many of us had was just, like, blind confidence. Like, I think that the expression is, like, I knew so much more at 18 than I did at, like, 25 this or something fair. like that, something yeah. along those lines. Like, she has blind confidence, and I actually am foreseeing her to lose some of that confidence along the way because we meet her. Self-doubt
1: will like creep
2: in. You're oh, saying- self-doubt always creeps in. But this version of Buffy that we meet at the pilot is confident and she can speak for herself. And it's also almost like wherever she came from in LA, shit was easy for her, except for staying in school. She got kicked out at school. but Well, she set seems- the
1: gym on fire, I guess. So Whoops.
2: like, fair enough. Just a normal Tuesday, but it seems as though Buffy... Um, really got easy bitch ass vampires back yeah
1: in yeah I mean here's the thing if I was a teenager and someone was like you are the chosen one you are the slayer I'd be like fuck yeah bitch like yeah, yeah I am you're goddamn right I am." exactly <laughs> I would probably have a little bit of that confidence as well um specifically I found it interesting that Buffy is a new person in, in Sunnydale high like she's brand new to town and she already is like oh you're the popular bitch or Cordelia. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm going to go hang out with seemingly the loser of the school Willow. Um, So I really liked that too, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting
2: for, I mean, we meet Buffy and she is interested in clothes and makeup and hair. And you, seemingly you would think that she would be attracted to a Cordelia Um and want to be popular because that's what she says that she wanted but Mm -hmm. when push comes to shove she was vibing more towards willow because she has zero interest in being mean and i i just want to say first and foremost before we get into it i am so excited to potentially cross my fingers really love a main character yes um it's been a hot minute right it's been a minute like i used to think going back to boy meets world i was always like oh Corey is my favorite like cory was always my favorite but watching it over as an adult i'm like Fuck you, Corey.
1: You Well, suck. by, like, fifth... Yeah, like, later on in the series, he certainly gets, like, worse and worse and worse. And, yeah. like, Dawson's Creek has a little bit of that as well, with Dawson not always being the best character to root for. Um, So, I'm... I totally agree with you, first of all. I will say, like, fully gonna just say it right now, I thought the pilot was absolutely fantastic. Like, it was very gripping. It was interesting. They set up a lot of, like, lore in the beginning, because obviously this is a, like, sci-fi fantasy type of show, but it's also a teen drama. So... Uh, just in case anybody out there is like completely new to us as a duo. Uh, I got to be honest and say like, we don't take things like too seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously all the time. So if we poke fun at your favorites, totally apologize for that. We don't know they're your favorites. Um, but we're not exactly, I mean, I would say I'm more well-versed in like the fantasy sci-fi than you are, Sarah. Like I'm generally in life more intrigued by that, but I'm certainly not the most well-versed on it. Um, and that being said, you have, like, the Twilight vampire stuff in your back pocket that you could whip out, right? Like, you know at least that sort of vampire, yeah. which is seemingly very different than the Buffy vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I definitely
2: – I used to uh, give out my Twilight books. Like, it was, like, coveted reading, like, the Bible. Yeah. Like, I was lending out those books when I was a senior in high school slash – a freshman in college, like, mm. it was forbidden Gospel reading. For you,
1: yeah. Yeah, and
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that they were, like, the best books ever, but they were definitely of the times I graduated exactly. high school in 2007, and that was, like, the moment for Twilight, and then you and I have covered Interview with a Vampire, so if you want to hear more vampire coverage, we yes. touched on that, but... In terms of like I never watched uh like what True Blood is that Suki True Blood, that was HBO Uh, Oh
1: that was Suki. Yeah, I watched that until it got fairies. Um so maybe three season three or four. You
2: watched until there there was it lost its
1: mind, Sarah. You don't understand. I love fairies, yes, but it the show lost fully lost its mind. Um, it is still – there are still entertaining aspects. I did a little bit of a True Blood rewatch. I only got up to, like, season two when I was, like, really bored one day. But, uh, But, yeah, we don't have a ton – at least on this podcast, we don't have a ton of history with this sort of, like, sci-fi fantasy show. So I'm really excited to, like, be able to make some predictions about the show and kind of, like, track – I know it's a little bit of a Monster of the Week style of show, at least in the beginning – I'm interested to see if that changes. You, you just made a face. Do you know what a monster of the week no, show is? No, I don't. I really don't. Okay, so um like there are certain types of shows kind of more like a procedural, I would say. So like a lot of cop shows follow this uh, model. Smallville followed this model for a while. It basically is like every single week there's going to be a villain that our hero in this case be Buffy will have to like defeat, overcome. Usually that also kind of encompasses like a season long storyline but every single week there's like a monster that our hero is attempting to vanquish in whatever way so in a cop show it's like oh we're going after a you know a person who's broken the law so that's kind of the style of this show to my knowledge um I don't know if it changes as we go on but we start off the show the whole show starts off with like this prophecy which I was like whoa 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 we need to back up because that was like a heavy lore drop at the very start of this show where they say in every generation, uh, what is it? In every generation, there is, there a, is a chosen, chosen one. one. She a- alone will stand against the vampires, the demons and the forces of darkness. She is the slayer. And it's Buffy.
2: Wow. <laughs> Such a big burden to bear for a 16 year old girl, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. When I was 16, the only thing I wanted to do was make out with boys at the back of the stop and shop. This girl sure. this girl has a lot to do, and it seems as though it started before she was even 16 years old. To be yeah. the chosen one seems like a big responsibility that I don't think that I would take on. If somebody came up to me and was like, you're the chosen one, I'd be like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm a little
1: busy at the moment. <laughs> I think I'm the interesting busy. thing is it seems like, and I will say we have not, neither of us has watched the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. I believe based on a, a small conversation that I have with our friend Todd, that it seems like this is like a continuation of that story. Oh, so we missed the whole thing. We missed, we missed the, the
2: origin like, story. because story. I,
1: I thought it was interesting that like the first episode of the show isn't an origin story. We don't find out how she became the Slayer. We don't find out like who exactly knows beyond It seems like her mom has no idea. It doesn't seem like she has any friends that know, which to me, Sarah is like, how are you keeping the secret all to yourself? Like this is such a heavy secret to have. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that her
2: new friends, Xander and Willow can help her out with that. Cause it seems like the secrets not getting kept in Sunnydale, but uh, yeah, it is like a really hard thing to bear. And um yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it's none of our business how Buffy became the slayer, but she is. So that that's that.
1: Yes. And so we like start off the episode at Sunnydale high with like this, this couple they're breaking in to the school. And at first you're kind of like, okay, because the guy is the one, well, first of all, it's the guy. So you're kind of like, he must be the vampire, right? Like he's the one breaking in. He's the one who seemingly wants to be alone with this girl who, by the way, I recognized as Rita from Dexter. Do you know this woman from anything, Sarah? No. Okay. I'm just saying because I felt like it. I I think it pinged. I'm also watching this with my husband, Will. He's never seen Buffy for the first time. And I think it pinged in his brain a little bit because she was recognizable. Like, oh, maybe it's a twist and she's actually the vampire.
2: Wow. Wow. That's kind of cool that she was a recognizable actor and that's how you guess that twist. I do think that for me it was A surprise to see darla which was uh her name Mm -hmm. wind up being the vampire i did like i of course like of course at first i thought it was the guy but i really like right and
1: you're like oh vampires are guys or you know
2: also he's like let's go on the top of the roof and she's like be alone together She's like, i don't know we're just gonna get in trouble like she's the one that seems like she doesn't want to do this but uh she is a very well trained actress this darla and she uh, she gets him she gets him and we see our first vampire makeup
1: and yeah this is like totally a surprise for me i don't know if you were aware of this at all sarah going in but like when they get into their vampire mode I, instead of like their human disguise or whatever Instead of being the like glittery, sexy vampires from Twilight, it's like monster face and horrifying teeth.
2: Yeah, they're scary, scary and ugly. I do like the ability that they can be hot, but they they don't have to be. And it seems as though they don't have to be in the scary form in order to bite because we see Darla later with somebody and was like, um, oh, you, I think you gave me a hickey. So, like, they don't have to be. Well, in we don't. Form. I guess we
1: don't know for sure because we didn't. Did we see her bite him? No, no. But me, and I mean,
2: I really don't know. But it seems as though they have some sort of. Besides being vampires, they have some sort of illusionary magic that makes them able to transform their image to lure people in, uh, in order for them to feed. And it's very, it's, it's interesting because yeah, like I'm used to like hot vampires. These are not hot vampires. These are not, no. They can look like hot mortals, but they're not, they're not good looking. And it's, I
1: mean, the makeup is very prosthetic nineties. We're, we're in the nineties. We're in 97. Like, uh, yeah, it's very heavy on the prosthetics of like, Basically, her entire forehead and cheeks are, like, covered in prosthetics, and she has these, like, really jagged, scary teeth, not, like, the razor-sharp fangs that we're kind of more used to from our our vampire stuff we've watched.
2: It kind of reminds me of Power Ranger uh, makeup. Like, whenever there was, like, villains in the Power Rangers when I was a kid –
1: Okay, I know what you meant. I was like, the Power Rangers wear helmets. What are
2: you talking? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 not. No, that. I,
1: it reminds me of, and I have, I, I'm gonna apologize already because I don't know a ton about Star Trek, but I know there's a character from Star Trek who looks like this, who has stuff all over his face like this. I think his name is like,
2: R- not Rolf. Star Trek. Well, character. it starts with a W. w- I know exactly C- who you're talking about, and you're yeah, right. It has,
1: yeah, he it has does like look like Star
2: Trek makeup. You're right. Um. He he was a uh, look up at the Deep Space Nine. Deep space. He was space Nine. One, yeah. He was Nine. one of the the main guys in Deep Space Nine, and he dated the girl with the freckles on her face. Oh,
1: Worf. You were right. W. Holy crap! Look at you go. Your dad was a Trekkie, right? I think my dad. Yeah. Before. So
2: my dad was like a huge Trekkie, and he, like, I had action figures when I was a kid bef- of tr- Star Trek figures before I even had Barbies. Yeah. So- uh, that that was a a deep pull for myself.
1: I'm Yeah, like, look I'm at you. Give, so proud. Yeah, give yourself yeah, a hat. you said that I wasn't a sci-fi <laughs> <point>. fan. <laughs> you're not usually. No, um, no. But but yeah. So then she she obviously bites him, and then we get our theme song, and I gotta say the theme song first of all very nice. It's like mm-hmm. very like action packed, right? Like it's like very like. Rock and roll action packed yeah, got the
2: the electric guitar going. Yeah, I mean, we can sing it, but maybe we should spare you for now. But I can't pro- i can't promise you that we won't be singing it. At oh, one point no in time. promises.
1: But I will say, like, on the pantheon of theme songs, definitely ranks higher than Felicity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that yeah, uh, that is that is very very true. But also, any anybody and anything could. Um, could be out that da, do,
1: da. yeah it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to to be better than felicity um so yeah pretty good theme song i mean i'll probably have a more a more of an opinion on it the more i watch it right yeah like and we, days.
2: we see clips of um Buffy fighting and yeah seemingly clips of what's to come probably things happening monsters a lot of which like we have not seen yet in the pilot and it's kind of like I don't know what's going on here but at one point Buffy's going to be a cheerleader and that's exciting to me and I don't know there was a green dude there was a there's a lot of sights to see uh, a little spoilery but the only thing is that i i I can't even have context or understanding exactly. what i'm just trying to spoil so i don't really care
1: and this is like typical of like a 90s show though to have like yeah. a little like clips from the season in the in, in the theme song yeah um and yeah so we like we open up on buffy having this like nightmare seemingly and it's kind of like a prophecy nightmare it seems like she's having like visions of like a cross and a and like a graveyard and it certainly it seems kind of like gross there's like a big pool of blood like stuff that we are gonna see later in the episode this feels very prophecy ish yeah.
2: these are these are like my dreams these, yes, these are like your dreams these are like <laughs> my dreams yeah i i swear to goodness there has been more than one occasion where i uh have dreams that have come true in the future and yeah. uh, like I, I have you really, ever dreamt
1: about a big pool of blood no thank goodness good, it's mostly
2: good. like when friends get chlamydia or like get pregnant I mean it's um, not bad information. To have. <laughs> like like I'm like a gynecologist <laughs> philosopher.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's only in matters of the vagina. So. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be so.
2: It seems to be so, but I do have a uncanny success rate. Um mm-hmm. by the way, Buffy's bed looks divine.
1: <gasps> okay, I'm so happy you brought this up because I had the same I don't know if it's the fluffiness of it it feels like it's the first of all it's the room she has she has plenty of room it's at least a full size bed she has it's not this is like she's a king size bed it's huge she's she's living the good life i don't know if it's because she's a small
2: human but i am dying for that bed yeah big
1: big fluffy pillows and duvets like heavenly certainly heavenly
2: yeah i would have the deepest darkest dreams in this bed mm-hmm. and i would welcome it like if i if every night if i dreamt of like demonic candles it's okay
1: as long as i can sleep in that bed <laughs> yeah but unfortunately there's not a great amount of feng shui happening in her room because like she just moved so she has a bunch of moving boxes everywhere and she's starting her first day at sunnydale high and her mom is like, listen, just don't get kicked out on your first day, okay? And I'm like, what did she do? <laughs> like, what did she do where she's getting kicked out? Yeah, I
2: assumed it had something to do with the vampires, but that yeah. does stink that she has this reputation of just being a bad girl, and she has to promise her mom that she's not going to get kicked out of this school. Yeah, They had to move away because of this incident. So it is... A bit of a mystery at this time. Like, what did she do?
1: Yeah. Uh, and we only know that she set fire to a gymnasium. Like, that's as much detail as we're going to get in this episode, but certainly it has to do with vampires. Um can we talk a little bit about uh the fashion on this show? We need to talk about Buffy's first outfit. Oh yes. It, it feels very of the times where she has like, you know, a little bit of a dirty blonde haircut, kind of shoulder length with waves and a little bit of layers in there. She has a wispy bang which who mm-hmm. didn't in the 90s? And of course, a meaningless clip on the side that does nothing but's there for style.
2: Yeah, it doesn't hold up any hair. Uh yeah, I I really like her makeup—it's very, it's very '90s, but a nude lip and like heavy on the eyes. Mm. I do like her outfit. It's just like a little baby white tee, and I think that she's wearing a skirt. It's very like "Hit yes. Me, Baby, One More Time." Yes, sort yes, of
1: it's, thing. the mini skirt is definitely giving "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Yes, yeah,
2: which I really, really liked, and I thought that she looked like so pretty. Like she's such. Sarah Michelle Geller is just such the it girl and I can definitely see I don't know like girls wanting to be her guys wanting to be with her maybe some girls wanting to be with her too like she's that cool and she is just once again like that 90s teen um like tiger
1: beat j14 yes Yes. it girl she's giving me rachel from friends in the 90s vibes like fashion queen icon girls want to be here boys want to be with her you know girls want to be with her like everyone wants to be with her or be her yeah Uh, very big vibes of that um and then we meet our like surrounding cast our other main cast of characters xander like crashes his skateboard um,
2: because she's so beautiful that he loses attention, his yeah. attention, and just crashes his skateboard into the thing. And uh, then we meet Willow, played by Allison Hannigan.
1: Yes, and Willow is she, like basically the exact carer from Amer- character from American Pie who went to band camp. Well, I think that is
2: just her specialty at this point. Like I <laughs> believe that this probably came;
1: it had to have come first maybe maybe not oh not oh sure. yeah this was definitely before american pie american pie was like 99 or something okay, let me look so it a up a few years before cuz
2: this is 97 but she definitely yeah. has that like N- geeky, nerdy aesthetic, and normally that she's is even not wearing plaid. <laughs> is. Well, her mom bought her that dress, Jessica.
1: Yeah, it's very um, and she's she's wearing like a plaid dress with like a plaid button down under or a white button down underneath and white tights. It's like the epitome of like I'm a little schoolgirl. I'm so innocent. Yeah. <laughs> normally,
2: this character archetype I would call a dweeb
1: and want to punch,
2: but I really like Willow because I think that she's. I don't think that she's like as naive as she portrays. So I think that she's interesting. really interesting for me. So she has this interaction with Xander and their other friend, which I don't know if I caught his name.
1: Oh, his name is Jesse.
2: Jesse. So we, and yeah,
1: the, our little friend group is Willow, Jesse and Xander. Jesse. I recognized as someone from six feet under uh, another nineties classic show uh, okay. earlier. 90s. And um, who's, who's yeah. Xander. Is he played by anybody notable? I mean, he looks vaguely familiar. Our friend Todd pointed out he's in like private practice. So like mm-hmm. maybe that's where I recognized him from. But sure, I certainly don't uh, say that again. What
2: is his human name?
1: Uh, <laughs> what is his given name? What is his um, given name? Let me let me look it up. Uh, Where is it? Well, who's he played by? Um, We're trying to not spoil ourselves. No, I don't well, want to be spoiled. So, yeah, you know what? I don't know. Just let I it know. go just let it go just he's there he's there too uh and they're like a little friend group they're all like who's the new girl we need to know we need to know everything about her but they certainly don't seem like the most popular kids in this school
2: no but like it's interesting because it's like xander's kind of hot but he's like one of the i guess like a i guess skater kids are not we learned this from clueless skater
1: kids are not the cool kids generally well i guess it depends on what when you're saying you know what i mean like what year is a skater kid a cool kid 1997 uh, the skater kids are not the cool i kids. mean apparently in freaking uh, sunnydale high the kids who wear lime green pants are the cool kids yeah because so, they have style ugh. so uh, Buffy meets with like the, uh, the, the what's it called? Not the, I almost said the president. Yeah, the principal. The prin- girl. <laughs> she meets with the principal and she's basically
2: saying, you know, I don't want my past record to color my experience here negatively. Mm-hmm. And the principal is like fresh start. Sure and he happened. rips up the
1: paper when he says this. But then he tapes it back up. He t- I mean, I think he, once he read that, which said she l- lit a, a gymnasium on fire, he was like, maybe not so much a clean slate. Like, please don't light our gym on fire. It costs a lot of money and we don't get a lot of funding. Yeah, certainly. And like, oh, also, I don't think we mentioned it, but it seems like the show takes place in like, it's definitely in California. And she, she talks about living near LA um so definitely in that part of uh, california very much uh silicon valley vibes you know like sure posh. sure well she used to live
2: in la and she moved away and away enough that cordelia finds her living in la cool because yes. she gets swept up pretty soon by
1: uh cordelia who's Which, a popular also
0: girl.
1: the name cordelia Is this from something? Like, am I missing something? Because that name is unhinged. What do you you mean it's just a name? Cordelia. Cordelia? Because it sounds like mythical or something.
2: Jess, with all due respect, the girl's
1: human name is... (laughs) The girl's human name is Charisma. Oh, right. That's the actress's name, yes. which is also insane. And this is where my brain goes, where I was like, if I named Charisma, what nickname am I giving myself so that people do not call me it? And I think Riz. I landed on Chrissy. Riz? <laughs> <Not> Riz. <laughs> yeah, Chrissy, Chrissy. Oh, also, Buffy get bumps into Xander
2: and yes. obviously ob- like she just like dumps out all of her stuff it was
1: so obvious she yeah. literally dumps out her entire bag and they have they have an interaction again he is like very much like oh my god she's so gorgeous i can't even speak around her and the first thing he says is um can i have you instead of can i help you and i was like who are you casper the ghost no stop it stop it right now what i cannot have her
2: yeah but she is also a creep because she leaves her stake on the ground.
1: His- she- I just don't understand like if a tiny splinter will kill a vampire why must the stake be massive why can't you have almost like a like a a wooden switchblade you know why do you need a like a that big of a stake is that what they
2: say a splinter could kill a vampire I don't think that's true
1: I don't okay to be fair I don't know for sure but like I don't think it needs to be the size of like supposed to be a stake through the heart that's the thing Okay, but why – literally, this thing is bigger than, like, my forearm. Because
2: it has to reach the heart. A splinter won't reach the heart. It, doesn't it has even to be look sharp. Look, it's, sh- it's sharp <laughs> as hell. Yeah. But, so now we're in class. She does not have any books, and she has to borrow a book with Cordelia. And like mm-hmm. I said, Cordelia kind of sweeps her in because
1: Buffy is also a hot – and hot, and she like recognizes. Yeah, yeah, she recognizes the fellow hot, and she's like, "I'll show you around. You can be in with me." She like quizzes her first. She's like, "I gotta make sure that you have the cool genetics." In okay, do you to want to answer to the these girl? questions? Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. So read them. Read them out to me. What do okay, we got?
2: number number one is um, nail polish.
1: Is uh, vampy nail polish in or out? I I like vampy nail polish. I'll say yeah. in.
2: Well, apparently it's out. <laughs> it's over.
1: Whoops. Oh, yeah, well. that, that's embarrassing. It's so over. James Spader. James Spader. I'm yeah. Googling him. The name sounds familiar, but I can't yeah. picture him. Do, Let me do, look him do up. Do you think that James Spader is a hottie? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, apparently Buffy says he needs to call me. Um, I mean, in 2023, I don't think I would want James Spader calling me. Maybe. Let me look at in the 90s. What did mm-hmm. he look like in the 90s? Oh, I guess he was like fairly attractive, I guess, in the 90s. Okay. Uh, um, Frappuccinos. Okay. Um, I mean, a Frappuccino has its time and place.
2: <laughs> Buffy says, trendy but tasty. Yeah. Okay. Fair.
1: I'm with Buffy on that. John Tesh. I don't know who that is. Google that. John Tesh. She's a pianist and composer sure apparently okay. he's the devil he's the devil what did he t- <laughs> don't know but okay, apparently that was pretty much a gimme yeah um i should have known that one obviously
2: yeah i would say buffy passed with flying colors the cool test you yeah. failed
1: i totally failed this you is totally failed. Un- i mean Fades. this isn't uh this isn't this is not a uh, surprising to anybody yeah, I, I like the
2: cool test, test because uh, it's a way to weed out the losers.
1: Yeah, of which Willow is apparently a part of, as <laughs> Cordelia says. It's good to know you've seen the softer side of Sears. <laughs> About her way harsh Ty. <gasps> her, it was her, so her, her awful. Real.
2: Yeah, she says her mom picked it out, and Cordelia is like, "No wonder you're such a guy magnet. Are you done?" Because she's drinking from the water fountain, and then poor Willow just like trots off in agony, and
1: yeah. Cordelia
2: says. You know, the sooner you figure out who the losers are in the school, then you can, you know, stay away from them and uh, identify them by sight and avoid
1: them. Yeah. Okay. so my question is, like, obviously Cordelia sucks and Buffy knows that. And it's like she's gathering information at this point, right? That she's the new girl. She's gathering information. She's deciding what she wants to do. It seems like she's almost immediately gets a vibe from Willow that she wants to hang out with Willow. And I'm wondering if we think there's a reason for that. Is it simply because Willow looks like a a fun, nice person to hang out with? Or is there like something deeper to Buffy's immediate, like, I don't want to say attraction, but like, you know what I mean? Her instinctual pull to Willow.
2: I think that there probably is subconsciously. um, I think that as the, slayer she has these abilities to hone mm-hmm. as we see later in the episode and typically it's honing on vampires but I think that she could probably spot somebody who has abilities or or is special and yes. I also think that she is a person that is used to being an outcast and I think she probably attracts her herself and gravitates more towards outcasts even though At the base level, she just wants to be a normal, cool girl. And I think that that's why she at first like is gravitated toward to Cordelia because she wants to have the cool clothes and the right outfit and the like nice hair. And she wants to fit in. So she is like, like she wants to be the girl that would be friends with Cordelia. But at the end of the day, like she is just like a fellow outcast.
1: Yeah, this is interesting. I'm going to like give my first small prediction here and say that there is something more to Buffy wanting to be friends with Willow. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to think, I think it is not something that will be revealed right away. Like, I think there is something special about Willow, but maybe like the show doesn't even get into it until like the second or third season or something. Like I think Willow is special in some specific way. I don't know why, but I think she is. I think by episode three, we'll find out what's going on. With okay. Um, but it's a very interesting insight into Buffy. I don't know how, exactly how I feel. To me, it felt very much like Buffy pretty much knew immediately she wanted nothing to do with Cordelia, but it was more of like. She is the information hub as one of the more popular people in the school. And she is using her for that reason, right? She, Cordelia is the one who says, like, oh, the bronze, that's like the place you want to go. That's where everyone hangs out. And I feel like that's valuable information for Buffy to have as a uh, slayer, if you will, like as someone who needs to be on the lookout for things. It's a good thing to know. I
2: don't know. I think at this point in the episode, she truly is just trying to be a normal girl.
1: Could be, certainly could be. Um, and she goes into, honestly, one of the most beautiful libraries I've ever seen, let alone a uh, a school library. This thing was very nice
2: looking. <laughs> yeah, this thing looks like it's out of Harvard uh, or something. It's, like, very prestigious looking. Mm-hmm. And she's looking to get some books. And she comes across a newspaper article that says, local boy is still missing. Yes. And before she can really get into it, she gets pulled away by this teacher guy i don't i forget his name yeah he's name. the librarian his name is giles okay his name is giles okay it's so just get... like
1: very um is very what is it? Is it batman
2: yeah well batman is alfred it's very Sorry,
1: I, did we do this already i feel like we i'm did, reading a yeah, conversation he, in my head
2: yeah <laughs> it, that's very i think that you're also thinking of is clue
1: is that where the guy's name is giles no
2: i think that what you're reaching for is um no, jar- uh, no, 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 no. What's what's the Iron Man's assistant?
1: Oh, his name is Giles. Uh, Jarvis. Jarvis. That's not what I was. Thinking. I don't know. Someone is named Giles, but either way, this man is a fancy pants. Like he is like British. He's fancy pants. He's the like the new librarian. We find out later from Willow that he's like pretty much brand new as well. Um, and he like seemingly immediately knows all about Buffy like he knows she's the Slayer he's like here I, I, I was told you were coming and we find out he is a quote-unquote watcher mm-hmm. yes what does and that he- mean to you this means nothing to me beyond <laughs> what he says. Yeah. Um, uh. he says that he he is like a watcher in his job. <laughs> She's like, Why don't you slay? And he's like, Well, that's the slayer's job. That's <laughs> not my job, is to watch. Yeah. If I was given uh,
2: the slayer position, then I would slay. What I am is a watcher, which yeah, he, he, I guess he, watches.
1: He gives her this ginormous, old-looking, hysterical book entitled Vampire, but it is spelled V-A-N-P-Y-R. <laughs> He's like, here's what you need. Wham. Very
2: (laughs) subtle. She's like, no, I just wanted my trigonometry book. That is all I wanted in this world. And she is very resistant towards this. She says that she has zero interest in slang. She left that life behind. She is retired now, which, by the way, I, too, wanted to retire at 16, and that is not going well for me. Yeah And she's very resistant. Like she does not want to do it. Like I said before, she wants to just be a normal girl. And Giles is like, but you're the chosen one. Every one in thousand girls becomes a slayer or something like right. that. And she's like, I don't want it. Yeah, don't she doesn't. It.
1: And this is this is like very familiar of any teen show where like a teen gets powers where they're like, I just want to be a normal kid. Like yeah. she she doesn't want to deal with this. She doesn't know how he knows who she is. She wants nothing to do with this like whole prophecy. She just wants to be a normal. Uh, so she runs out. And then we overhear these girls in the locker room talking about, oh, what kind of name is Buffy? And the girl saying this is named like Aphrodisia or something. And I'm like. Who the fuck are you to talk, Lee? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real, though. But what what kind of name is Buffy? I don't, I mean, to me, Buffy feels like it should be short for something. You know, like Peggy is short for, like, Elizabeth. But, like, oh. what would Buffy be short for? Funnily enough, it is a nickname of Elizabeth. <laughs> No, really it, i was gonna say maybe is. like a weird like margaret or something nope, like somehow margaret nope. becomes buffy elizabeth it's, becomes buffy it is a nickname for elizabeth elizabeth has too many nicknames because you could be liz lizzie beth like uh Lizbeth i don't know sure eliza
2: I, yeah i'm kind of i kind of like the name buffy
1: um can I tell you? It reminds me of Muffy, which reminds me of. Um, Just me, off- la jeune fille. I am a young girl. Who? What? Who? What? That's Muffy. <laughs> Who is Muffy?
2: Muffy's a um
1: a foreign language thing from the nineties. Oh, okay. Yes, it's a, like a monster-looking thing, right? Um, yeah. I re- from me. Oh, maybe it, that's it, Muzzy. Oh. Just me la jeune fille. I am a young girl. <laughs> uh isn't Muffy the character's name from um the the little aardvark guy? What was his name? Al? No. Alf I'm okay. Oh, you're talking right about now. Arthur. Arthur, thank you. I kept wanting to say Arnold um arthur there was yeah. a character named Muffy in that oh uh, we're
2: we're paid to name as many 90s shows as we possibly can <laughs>
1: we're racking up the big bucks right now
2: <laughs> for every 90s show we mention that's not buffy the vampire slayer we get 25 cents so oh my, we're so we're, rich right we're now. just trying to get that uh that number up yeah uh, so <laughs> i think buffy's a cute name i like it but these two girls that are shit-talking my girl Buffy, they yeah. open up the locker in the gym and the dead guy from the beginning of the episode comes out.
1: Yeah, this is ridiculous to me. You're a vampire. I assume you have some sort of super strength based on what we see later. And what you decide to do with the dead body that you sucked all the blood out of is just shove it in a locker? I would say that... This is bad housekeeping, as the vampire. A thousand percent. There's so many other things you could do of do to dispose a body, unless you want to get caught or you want to be like, "Hey, you got a vampire problem here," you know, like Maybe. especially because you bit him on the neck, which is such an obvious place, too. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty gross. He was very
2: gray. The girl screamed, which I mean, was I satisfying too. Oh yeah, yeah. A very would... satisfying scream. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would cry and die. But yeah. we see Willow eating lunch alone with her JanSport backpack.
1: She is brown Bagging it so hard. And also, I don't know why I noticed this, and I don't know if this is the case, but it looks so she's wearing a um a brooch, which looks like a bowling pin and a bowling ball. And I don't know if she's into bowling, but I want to keep an eye on that. I would say that she seems like the type of girl to be in a bowling league. I would strongly agree with that sentiment. Maybe
2: I do want to give her a noogie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What? No, don't give Willow a nigga. Willow is a sweet baby angel who must be protected at all costs.
2: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do. So um Buffy comes around and is like, Hi Willow, let me hang out with you. And, and Willow, Willow is
1: terrified. Well, she's so
2: it's so sad because she knows that she's a dork and she knows that if Buffy hangs out with her, then that reduces her coolness level.
1: Yeah. And she's felt like, so if bad.
2: you want to hang out with me then you're not going to be, like, friends with Cordelia.
1: I loved this where she's like, well, can't I do both? And Willow says, not legally. (laughs) Not
0: legally. Not in this school.
1: And Buffy admits, like, you know what? Like,
2: I... I would I heard that you are the person around school that could help tutor me because I really want to get good grades here. Yes. And Willow starts talking like a total dork about how cool the library is and how cool the new librarian is and this is where Buffy realizes that this is a new librarian he's probably here because she's here and then um, the boys Jesse and Xander come by and Xander is dribbling drool all over Buffy
1: yeah yeah this is like I mean they they capitalize on the fact that Buffy is speaking to Willow and they just like jump in on this conversation hey girls what's up are you busy are we interrupting they're like all about new girl Buffy specifically Xander um and uh and yeah like Xander is trying to play it off like very cool um I don't know. I'm getting. I have another flag to plant later, but certainly we obviously have. Xander is going to be the best, fr- best guy friend to Buffy, who like is absolutely head over heels in love with her. Oh,
2: he's the knoll, if you will. Ah, uh, so, and then she very early on friend zones him, and she's like, "Yes, never going to happen." But I think eventually they will kiss. I guess you I don't think know. So? I mean, yeah, I think so, but I don't know how into it it is. Like, Xander's a normal guy. Like, I want Buffy to
1: date well a not-normal guy. we are going to talk about a not-normal guy in a bit. Yeah. Uh, but he does. He returns her stake. And the thing is, Buffy is, like, a little surprised about how many questions they're asking her. But I don't think she should be. She's the new girl in school. Everyone wants to know everything about her. Well,
2: that is so annoying because the best thing about – meeting people is that they people love to talk about themselves so if you're a person that doesn't really want to share that much about yourself the best thing about meeting new people is just asking them questions so that they never they never so you don't have to talk about yourself
1: yeah uh one of my favorite lines from the pilot was not much goes on in a one starbucks town like sunnydale
2: Mm. (laughs) Elisa has one Starbucks. That's pretty I mean, the lucky. mention of
1: Starbucks is kind of wild, right? In the nineties. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, trendy. Let's we're California trendy here. Yeah. So. Cordelia comes around and is like why are you hanging out with these losers
1: yeah anyway did you hear about the dead guy in the locker it's- yeah and like Buffy wants to know all the details she's like oh what was his wound like was he drained of all his blood <laughs>
2: Like, yeah yeah he's you know. like ew you're kind of a freak but I don't know like I didn't ask questions you weirdo so Buffy runs off and the door to the locker room is understandably locked because it's now yes. a crime scene and Buffy with hers and this is the first time we see Buffy that has super strength yeah, or- she just rips the door. Like, the yes. door full on just breaks. Yeah, she's like, I am going to rip open the door. I don't care about locks. We, I, I'm i watching Veronica Mars um right now and Veronica mm-hmm. Mars, like, can pick a lock. Buffy's like, no, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to rip this door open. Yeah,
1: I don't really care if I'm leaving a little bit of damage in my awake. I gotta get in there and take a look. And of course, she her suspicions are confirmed because we got a guy drained of blood. And my favorite is Buffy's reaction. She's seeing a full on dead body and her reaction is oh great
2: (laughs) yeah because she knows she has to deal with it right like yeah she
1: came to here
2: to sunnydale it sounds like a picture perfect town that would have nothing of the sort yeah and she has to deal with this thing like so she runs to find giles and is like i don't want this responsibility like i don't want this i don't want any of this and he tries to once again be like you are the chosen one it's part of the prophecy
1: yeah Um, he he's trying like she's she's very upset she's like i just want to be cool i just want to like pass my classes and now we have a dead guy who's drained of blood that very obviously is because of a vampire and she's like i she's trying she's trying to say i don't care I'm done here. But she she very obviously cares, you know, like she obviously cares that people are dying and he wants to know, oh, is he going to rise again? And she we get a little bit of vampire lore here, yeah. Um, which is they can't just drain you of blood after they drain you or after they suck your blood. You have to suck their blood. It is an entire sucking thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is uh, more ritualistic than just I'm going to bite you and you're a vampire this is um kind of like the the sims 4 vampire uh how how it works in there where it's like uh you suck me i suck you and then you're a vampire in three days type of thing Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you have to be agreeable yeah. yeah and and the thing is 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 buffy is like i i'm tired of doing this whole spiel like I'm I'm done with this like I've been there I've done that I've slayed the vampires I don't want to do this anymore uh but Giles is very much like here's all my data here's all my books like there have been things in the area like here's everything I know basically throwing books at her about zombies werewolves succubi incubi uh anything and everything all these monsters which I only can assume we're gonna get more of like I don't think we're just gonna get vampires in the show
2: Mm, yeah but she's not Buffy the incubus slayer
1: no, but if you're going to have vampires in your show, I feel like it's only a hop, skip, and a jump away from, like, werewolves and succubi and incubi and all that. I did hear a werewolf howl at one point in time. Okay. And I do think, I want to say we got some uh, visual of a vampire in the opening credits. A vampire? Or not a vampire, excuse me, a werewolf. Mm. I feel like I saw a, a furry paw of some sort. <laughs> That's just
2: <laughs> Buffy's new dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, Buffy gets a dog. But, uh,
2: That's episode two. That's I'm- why Buffy gets dog. <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, he she like she's like, Well, why don't you slay them? And he's like, I don't have the skills. But uh, and so we like it's it's very much uh as as is common in most vampire things it's like okay you have to stake them in the heart sunlight isn't good for them you know so the typical the typical things about vampires
2: right and we so the other things that i know about vampires is like stereotypical they don't like garlic we have no talk about garlic in this. no talk of garlic no they can't see themselves in a mirror i don't know anything about that don't show up in
1: photographs we don't know either of those yet no um Oh, silver, silver, silver is dangerous to them, which I think could come into it because of the cross that we get in the show right. later. But
2: I do think that cross paraphernalia is also part of vampire. It hurts Lord. them, right? Like it's it's. It burns I believe. Or I believe so. So yeah, there's some things that are like everybody knows about that do mm-hmm. apply in this universe. Where something in I think that in like Twilight i'm sorry like for anybody that's like twilight's stupid and not real vampires well it's like the only reference point i have right i think that like pretty much they were like garlic doesn't hurt us like all of these things are vampire myths it's all like a myth. it's a bunch of a bunch of yeah bullshit.
1: yeah and we don't there's been no re- reference to some of those things so i guess we'll just have to wait and see but i yeah. will say this watcher business I don't think I've ever seen in anything vampire related where it seems like Giles's job as a watcher is to like train Buffy. And like, he is the, the knowledge point. He is like the yeah. wise guy who knows All the the little factoids there are to know, knows the lore, knows the history. And his job is to help Buffy. But, like, it seems like Buffy was not informed of this. (laughs) No, and I I, didn't sign up for this.
2: No, and also it's interesting because it's like, once again, what was she doing previously? Yeah. She didn't have a watcher before. And if she didn't, that must be really frustrating for her to basically have an unregulated time beating vampires on her own for... A year I don't know don't And know, then yeah. have like a boss man That like keeps track of her Like she's like that's pretty Annoying like you're not my dad Mr. Yeah. Giles I I don't know you you don't control me Like I've been doing it fine on my own For X Y and Z So it seems as though, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if she had a previous watcher, but now she has somebody
1: who's basically telling her what to do and she
2: just wants to be left alone.
1: Yeah, she just wants to try to fit in at this school, try to make friends that she's not going to endanger, but it's she's having a tough time when he keeps reminding her that she's the Slayer. And something that I was not expecting to happen in the very pilot first episode was Xander overhears this entire conversation. And so he knows that she's a Slayer he
2: does i mean you know there's only so much that he actually believes but yeah like he heard that that is information that he heard uh which is which i do think it's interesting because typically you would think that it would be a secret from everybody but it seems as though word is spreading also i guess people
1: know of vampires Yeah, I would have put money on Willow finding out first. Like I would have put Mm -hmm. money on uh, Buffy revealing this information to Willow at some point because Willow is so smart and she maybe needs her help or like, you know, Giles and and Willow band together to help Buffy or something like that. Um, But regardless, it does seem like This is all, it it feels very prophecy heavy because Giles is like, this has been building for years. Like there's a reason you're here now. Like he's trying to like insist on this to Buffy that like there is something that is going to happen. Like there's this, there's this whole thing about like the harvest, right? Like that is like the big deal. It's the harvest and it's coming up very soon in like a matter of days and yeah. we need to be prepared. But Buffy again is very like resistant to this whole thing.
2: Yeah. It doesn't sound great. I would not want to hear anything about a harvest unless no. it is, uh, the corn harvest or when I harvest my tomatoes and my tomato garden, yeah. I don't, I don't want any of it, but we see a pan down to the to the under sunnydale yeah we're under dark area here it is is cursed down there there is sights
1: to see too many old white men for my comfortability (laughs) i mean it's a bunch of vampires it's a bunch of vampires they talk about this person called the sleeper and he's gonna wake and he seems he seems like the head honcho wait do you think that if he's called the sleeper and now he has
2: to wake up he needs to get a new name the waker (laughs) the waker
1: (laughs) honestly can i tell you what i ended up calling him when i actually got eyes on him for the first time i was like oh he's like voldemort with a nose
2: yeah i mean like that's pretty much what he looked like he is
1: kind of very scary but they're all scary because they all now that they're not around like the humans they like can be in their full like vampire form and they have like all the creepy faces and the yucky teeth
2: yeah, they're like, we can be full uggos down here. Yes, and nobody no will judge us. <laughs> nobody will judge us. We can just be ugly as fuck. Uh, so, I mean, I think I was calling him Master because that's what the, we meet this other vampire guy. I think his name is Lucas. And, or, or maybe oh, the guy who's up. like
1: praying and he's talking yeah. about, oh, the sleeper yeah. will wake yeah. and the world will bleed. So, <laughs> yeah, so that guy, that guy seems like a little.
2: Of like a, a higher tier vampire than a Yeah, Garla. He seems like a fun guy,
1: right? I would not want to go to the club with him. No, he looks like an ugly version of Dexter, to be honest. And uh. he's like praying to the puddle of blood. Um, and he's like <laughs> as you as you do. As well I, does. I, I pray
2: to all my puddles of blood. <laughs> I can elect them. Uh <laughs> yeah, once a, uh, a very cursed baptism.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So something is happening there. Meanwhile, Buffy is trying to get dressed to go to the bronze, and she has two different outfits picked out. We have, like, a pleather dress, which, a black pleather dress, which when she holds it up to a mirror, she goes, Hi, I'm an enormous slut. <laughs> well... I mean, get it, girl. It's giving get BDSM
2: it. vibes. You she probably looks so good in that. I would oh, love to percent. see her in that. Yeah. Uh, so that and then like her other outfit was like some sort of like Dorky blouse. I it's mean, like, like a
1: floral, like a floral uh, little house on the prairie vibes. Yeah.
2: So she's she's trying to go out to like a teen club or I don't know. Yeah, it's called the bronze is the place the where she wants to go. Place yeah. to go. And she's talking to her mom, and her mom. I don't know. Like her mom's just like a mom. Like there's nothing very interesting about her mom quite yet.
1: No, she's doing the typical mom stuff, where she's just like trying to have a conversation with her daughter, and like, oh, how was school? You know, like, oh, I think we can make it work here. Like this seems like a really nice town. And it becomes very obvious at this point that her mom has no idea that she's a Slayer. Like it's, and we don't know anything about Buffy's dad. I don't know if, if like she has a dad, if he's in the picture. Nobody needs a dad.
2: <laughs> it you seems like Buffy I've, I've, might have
1: daddy issues. I've lived 15 years without
2: a dad. My life is fine. Oh
1: my god. That's <laughs> true. Um, <sighs>
2: so she she go, her mom gives her the blessing about going out, and she goes, and Buffy is walking to the club. Her outfit that she decided to wear was like a white t-shirt with like a blue like jogger jacket. I am saying that this is not a type of outfit that you want to go to the club in, but that's No, the BDSM
1: should dress yeah. should have been the one she yeah. chose. That was
2: not the best outfit, but she feels that somebody is following her and she, she has a good sense for this
1: mm-hmm. and she does some gymnast shit. This is yeah. crazy. She's going down a super creepy like alleyway. And I'm like, here we go. We're about to get our first fight of the show. Cause we're in a mm-hmm. creepy alleyway. Yeah. She's up on top of this pipe doing like who's the who's the girl you know who's the gym? Thank you. She's smalling bilesing the fuck out of that pipe. Just yeah. full on vertical. She's vertical the on
2: the pipe. Yeah. And she swings around like a gymnast and hits this hot guy in the
1: face. Bones. She hits bones in the face. Bones? He's from Bones. Okay. So who's this guy? Is this David Boreanis? Oh, God, you're going to make me Google again. David Boreanaz. That's David, him. That okay. is him. That's now, his David face. Boreanaz yes. is a famous guy that's important. I Well, we know we don't know what his name is in this episode. We don't find out. I how think ever. I know. Okay. We know. Yes. Angel. This is Angel. This is Angel. Now, I... The <laughs> Angel. This is...
2: So now, I have an idea. Uh, okay. My idea is that he is Buffy's guardian angel angel <gasps> because oh, he gave her
1: the cross so not only to
2: protect her
1: so not only does she have a watcher she has an angel as well yes this
2: makes so much sense so basically hawkeye angel is like hi i am here to help you we want the same things and he's like we want to kill them all and buffy's like actually no all i want to do is yes. just like hang out and be a teen and he's like
1: surprised that she's not like bigger or like more intimidating but he's like oh but you're actually kind of impressive and she he says like I do the same thing you do and he wants to help her and uh he wants he says he wants to kill him and he basically says like you aren't allowed to look the other way now. You're standing at the mouth of hell and it's about to open.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And
1: this is when he gives her uh, the, the cross. And also, can we just Wait. say he's wearing the shiniest suit ever. It looks like a suede or like a, I don't know.
2: Because he radiates light because he's from the heavens well, above. Well, he should be wearing
1: all white then, shouldn't he?
2: That's too obvious. It's oh, too obvious. Nice. Um, so he does something that like every girl
1: dreams of is give a necklace and piece of jewelry on the first yes. date. And he's very mysterious. He doesn't even say his name, and she and he says, I'm a friend. And he gives her the look. And let me tell you the vibes I was getting. Mm-hmm. The chemistry. Yeah. Like this is our first love interest. And let me just tell you, I'm already getting love triangle vibes. Yeah. We're about to have Buffy, who is into Angel. Maybe, maybe not. Angel is into her, or he's like the bad boy. And then you have the friend who loves you and Xander. I'm already putting those are my little predictions being thrown out already. The only thing is that like Angel
2: is like a grown ass man.
1: How old is he supposed to be? Right. Like he start, he's well, not in high school. He's in, he's eternal. Right. Yeah. Oh, you think he's immortal? Of course, like he is no age, but all ages. So he's so you he's actually an angel. I think so. I really so. Do. What is okay? I don't, I, I know, don't know the lore sure. on angels because he's not yeah. the angel with like the halo. He is like an archangel or something, right? I don't know. He I don't know what an archangel is. A celestial. He could be an Asmar. Okay, you're just saying D and D things now. It's <laughs> <laughs> something. He, does he have wings? a thousand and ten percent i would assume (gasps) when is he gonna pop them out
2: like in three seasons three seasons maybe at the end of the season look okay i mean before he gets his own spinoff
1: yeah we know that's the thing we know is we know he gets a spinoff and i mean he is hot to be honest he's very good looking he's very good looking he looks like he could be
2: like 10 years her senior
1: I mean, certainly, but everyone is cast. Everyone who's cast is a little older than they actually are, like the no. character is. But he gives her the most gaudy, ugly silver cross Wait, that anyone's ever which seen. Also,
2: hold on, reminds me, we covered Cruel Intentions. Do yes. you know what was in her cross? Oh, it was coke. It was cocaine. So, oh, yeah. maybe
1: that's what's in that cross.
2: <laughs> He's a drug dealer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is it's Angel, but like, but make it bad. Yeah. Uh, And so she finally, she gets to the bronze um, and we have this band playing, like, like everyone's singing, everyone's dancing, everyone's having a great time. And uh, she like, it's so funny. There's a guy that she thinks is waving to her and he's waving to the guy behind her. And she's like, does the whole like, oh, it was just like brushing my hair. Like I wasn't waving. I think
2: that's happened to me before.
1: That's embarrassing for you. Yeah,
2: it was. It was pretty embarrassing. You're right. <laughs> so she spots Willow and she is talking and about, they're talking about boys because yeah. Uh, basically Willow's like, you know, you must have it so easy. The boys must really love you. And she's like, I don't really talk to boys anymore because they make me shy and I say stupid things and can barely say anything, but you are yeah. so pretty And, you know, she says this really funny line. She was just like, you know, I think boys really want a girl who can talk and Buffy's like you really haven't been dating recently (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, it was so funny and she says like oh Xander and I used to date when we were five and I'm like Willow girl like if you're bringing up people you quote unquote dated when you were five come on girl like I just want more for you I don't think we're even I, I mean I shouldn't say I don't think because anything can happen in these teen dramas it's possible Willow will like Xander and that will cause issues because Xander likes Buffy and Buffy doesn't like Xander I don't know but I love this little convo it's like a tiny little convo where they're like life is short you should go after what you want like who cares hit on a guy you know don't 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 waste your life away like just just laugh at something a guy says you'll be fine
2: yeah I do like this advice from Buffy because I think that she does a really good job of like Once again, like, she seems like such a cool, popular girl. She's so pretty. But, like, she really does want the best for Willow. And she's not like she's not looking down or being condescending to Willow. She's just like, you know, live your life. Life is short. Like, just do you. Yeah, Um,
1: she came up with YOLO, like, 20 years too soon. She YOLO'd YOLO'd
2: her life away. Um, I also really love her blue eyeshadow, which... You know, blue eyeshadow became like, quote unquote, tacky at one point in time, but I'm feeling this and I kind of want to try it. But
1: but is it is it still tacky? I don't know. I think you can make it work. I, I, I do like it. Like, I think there is something about the blue eyes with, like, a ruddy red sort of lip. Like, there's yeah. something there, like a brownish red lip. Yeah, there's very, something there. very 90s. Yeah. Her hair is up, like, in a little, like, uh, French messy French twist, basically, mm. which, like, little pieces off the front. It is – the whole thing is very 90s. And, like – the most surprising part of this whole like mosh pit secret club in Sunnydale is the fact that the school librarian is there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's watching, as I mean, he's a he, he has one job. Literally, in his life.
1: job description. One job.
2: He's a watcher. He is watching. She spots him, goes, that's a pedophile (laughs) i'm gonna go after him and get out of here yeah she goes up to him and goes what are you doing here and he's like there could be vampires everywhere it's dark it's crowded they can definitely suck blood here uh and he says you're not even paying attention this is your one job to be the slayer you're the chosen one she's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and yeah she's she's like
1: like, i don't want to do this and so he's like but you need to be trained he's like can you can you even tell if there are vampires in here like what do you know uh and at the same point in time she calls angel this like annoyingly cute guy and i'm like yeah girl you into it buffy like we all are girl you think he's sexy you think he's (laughs) mysterious
2: yeah um mr giles you sent this hot man after for me yeah thank you because i really did want to get hooked up with a hot guy but also he was kind of annoying and he gave me this Big piece of jewelry, which like also like kind of yeah. I liked it. She's not wearing it. Not, no, no, she doesn't like it enough to wear it, but she does like it.
1: So he's like, you know what? You know what? You need to do. You need to hone your skills. Yeah. He's like, so point out all the vampires in the room. And to her credit, she immediately points out this dude. She's like, this guy is wearing such old fashioned. He looks like he walked Mm -hmm. out of the 80s. Like, it's the 90s, bitch. Like, that is not in style anymore. And so she's like, that guy, that guy right there, he's a vampire.
2: Yes, and he's like, why do you think that? She explains, he goes, I don't really think that you are, you know, really honing your skills enough, but Buffy sees that that guy that is wearing horrible fashion is talking to Willow, because Willow has decided to take Buffy's advice and seize the day and hit on a guy, and she's like, oh no, this is really, really bad, so she goes and tries to rescue her. But uh, he has already lured her to the creepy graveyard.
1: Yes. And and I do want to back up a second and just be like, okay, so now we also know that beyond her super strength and ability to slay vampires, it seems like a, a, a slayer is supposed to have some sort of like spidey sense. They're supposed yeah. to be able to like have some sort of energy come to them about like when a vampire is near. And so like. She is using more detective work than Spidey senses to, to tell that that this guy is a vampire. So what she ends up missing is Dexter's mm. girlfriend, Darla, yes. is also there and is also a vampire and is hitting on uh, Jesse. Yeah. And Jesse is prime for the taking because he likes Cordelia, but she's like, ugh, this guy.
2: Yeah, there is multiple, multiple vampires, and she was only anticipating one. Right. So she goes to go look for Willow. And on her way there, she does something that was very hilarious, where she finds a chair and breaks <laughs> off the <laughs> chair leg into a perfect stake. Yes. And she's looking And she gets basically like tapped on the shoulder by Cordelia, and then winds up like choking
1: her out. Yeah, and Cordelia says, "God, what is your childhood trauma?" Which was pretty hilarious. One of my favorite lines. Yeah, very. Cordelia feels like she walked pretty much out of the off of the set of Clueless half the time. Yeah,
2: that was a very Amber from Clueless vibe uh, line, rather.
1: Yes, I think at one point she uh, even says like. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of what she says, but basically she goes like, "Ugh, pretty much like at the end she adds much, you know? Yeah. Yes.
2: So Cordelia, uh, you know, she is very disgusted by the fact that she got choked out by Buffy and decides that she has to call everybody she knows right now to tell her to tell everybody at school that Buffy the the new girl Buffy is a freak
1: yeah uh also i will say as much as i dislike cordelia for very obvious reasons um her outfit was very cute her blue outfit and at the scene was very but, cute so what it's just a little blue dress it's a blue dress yeah yeah i liked the um i thought the neckline on it was really nice it's kind of like a swooping, it was a, it was, like a yeah, square-ish square yeah swoop yeah mm-hmm. um and so yeah so everyone's getting lured to the graveyard uh we got like Uggo's so we got the the head vampire downstairs master. is like praying yeah he's praying to the blood oh, pile no,
2: Lucas. Lucas Lucas is praying to the blood pile and summons the master master
1: yeah Voldemort comes out uh he kind of looks like BDSM Voldemort because he's wearing all leather
2: <laughs> hot 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 hot
1: but he also has kind of a face only a mother could love he has sharper nails than my nails disgusting yeah his nails are longer than yours which isn't an easy feat
2: yeah (laughs) and pointier which also is not an easy feat yeah so
1: he uh comes out he's like i'm
2: weak
1: yeah he uh and apparently after the harvest the master will be restored Yes, so So Lucas
2: has promised that food is coming for Master. Uh, He's hoping for some young blood. He wants veal and not beef. And Do you think uh, he
1: eats babies?
2: Ew. He he looks like
1: a baby eater.
2: Oh, probably. You just said he wants
1: veal. Yeah,
2: I was just thinking like a teenager. Like well, that's what they're teens. getting. You can say
1: like I've sent your servants oh, no. to go get you something young.
2: Yeah, sure. Which I guess is
1: the high schoolers, not babies. Yeah.
2: Now, if I was a guy and I brought you on a date to the, um, to the graveyard, how, how would you feel?
1: No, I would run. Absolutely would run. not. If I had just met a man. That looked like he wanted to fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. and was like touching my chin and giving the fuck me eyes. And then brought me to a graveyard. Um, no. Yeah. Cause then the next thing you know is
2: going to turn into like the end of Saltburn. And you know, I haven't that- seen
1: Saltburn, but I I don't think it's a good thing that it's gonna be like the end of Saltburn.
2: <laughs> no, no. Uh so um basically willow's getting lured into a place that she shouldn't be and buffy is found xander and is like do you know where willow is yeah. And Xander's like, I don't know where she is, but I know that you
1: think that you
2: are a vampire slayer, you freaking loser.
1: Yeah, he basically right away is like, oh, you're a slayer, right? And I love I love Buffy's reaction of like, what was this in the school newspaper? Like, what is going on? But he doesn't
2: believe her at the moment. Like, he just thinks that – I don't know if she, he thinks that she's delusional or that –
1: Yeah, he's making
2: fun of her or what the thing is, but she really is like, I don't care what you think, but I do care about where Willow is. So where would she be?
1: He says, like, I know you think you're a slayer, which also has me questioning because you brought this up earlier, like, okay, so it seems like slayer is like a term that is used around here. And so to me, I'm like, okay, so in this in this world that we're in. Is like are vampires common knowledge? Like, well, yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I want to know. Like,
2: maybe somebody like Xander knows that vampires are real because mm-hmm. he's more into like quote unquote stuff, or science. Yeah. yeah, but maybe somebody like Cordelia has no idea. Like, maybe maybe like Xander trolls like the Reddit forums. Mm -hmm. before reddit like the forums and like knows but somebody like cordelia isn't in the know is my guess
1: i think that's fair i'm interested like i'm very interested in the, the lore of the show like the the world building because i i think they're already like This pilot, I did watch it twice. Like, I do feel like there's a lot of stuff here that is very, um, it's not exposition heavy by any means, but they drop little things where I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not like everyone's like, oh my God, vampires are real. Like, it feels like they're saying the word Slayer as if that is a word that they've said in the past. So I'm very intrigued by this.
2: Or is it like kind of like the Avengers where like people know that there's like superheroes out there and they're just like not so like some of them are celebrities like some of them have abilities or like um or x- men where like, oh, we yeah. know there's like um there's people that mutants out there like is it is it yeah. common knowledge is it common knowledge that there's people that literally slay them um or is it just like something more underground or does nobody believe in it and just like everything's a, I mean we don't know yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Like I think I'm think it's very interesting and I'm really interested to find out more about like, who knows what, what is common knowledge? What isn't? Um, but poor, uh, poor Willow gets like shoved into like this crypt area. And this guy obviously is a very bad guy. She's like, doesn't want to be in here, but in comes Darla. And, uh, apparently they're like, this is very much like vampire lore of like the family right like mm. i don't know if like darla made the 80s dressed guy into a vampire and so they're like quote-unquote related kind of like drag families you know in a way
2: <laughs>
1: yes yeah uh my vampire mother my vampire yeah. father you're yeah. my
2: drag mom and then it, you can look at the whole family tree you're my drag sister yeah this
1: is the house the house vampira <laughs>
2: Sounds like a pretty basic name to be honest slay. with you. <laughs> uh, truly sly. Uh, uh so yeah. yeah, and then I guess Jesse is it has been lured in here
1: too. Yeah, Darla brought Jesse and like you were saying before so he comes in and she got hungry for a snack on the way, but we don't know if like she turned full vampire when she went to feed on him or like yeah. how this works. Yeah,
2: because he seems, like, still in the dark because he's like, you gave me a hickey. Cause, yeah. Because, like, he, he,
1: his, he's bleeding from his neck, but he doesn't realize that, like, what actually happened. He's very out of it. I think she depleted enough. An- it's kind of like when you give blood, like, you mm-hmm. get a little faint, a little woozy. No one yeah. gave him his crackers or his little cookies after oh, his he juice. gave blood. He yeah. didn't get any juice. He's missing electrolytes.
2: Yeah. I mean, that does happen. I mm-hmm. fainted giving blood before. Yeah. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> it's happened more than once, actually. Really?
1: Oh my! Yeah, you, and then were I, you ha- drinking the juice and stuff? Like, why do yeah. you faint?
2: Um, I just, I just fainted. Like, some oh people God. just faint during my, my. Jeez. I don't know. My oh. iron was probably low. I'm not yeah. quite sure, but, um. So, yeah, they're none the wiser. They don't know what happens, and then they're about to be doomed. But then. Buffy comes in with Xander, yeah. and is like super cool because she's just like yeah. <laughs> she's doing like the evil person monologue where it's like she plays with her food before she yeah eats she's it. like oh this place is cute it could use a little bit of paint but like yeah. it's not too bad not not too bad and she's like do you want to do this the hard way or the hard way um actually there's just the hard way like she's spunky like she's I love really that sassy and spunky and she's like really funny like something that like a I just like really appreciate that she's like sassy but can kick ass but is also cool but is also like yeah, like, I just really like this character.
1: And she, yeah, she she's, like, she is roasting them a bit, right? She's, like, saying to the guy who's dressed from the 80s, like, can you, like, update your outfit a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah
2: Basically, you're really an uggo. So she very quickly kills off the guy with the bad
1: fashion sense. Oh, and this was interesting. So she stabs him with her steak, right? And he, like, falls to the ground. But before he hits the ground, he turns into, like, dust he dissipates
2: now yeah. uh once again like the avengers like when everybody
1: gets zapped. yeah it's kind of like that it is kind of yeah visually it is kind of like a 90s version of that uh and so uh darla says oh he was young and stupid so apparently he wasn't even an old vampire no, he, and they get they get yeah. into a fight um so yeah
2: so basically Willow, Xander, and Jesse get to leave while the two women are fighting. And they have, like, it's very like karate chop, kicking, punching. Yes. They're battling. It's a little bit of throwing. She's definitely doing a good job of beating her. And I think that if Lucas didn't come, then she probably
1: could have defeated Darla. Definitely. On her own 1v1, I think Buffalo handily beats uh darla but mm-hmm. lucas comes in he like grabs her by the neck and he says like you were supposed to just bring an offering for master like what are you doing fucking around in here and he's he's pissed so darla i think is definitely another like another underling um, yes. yes. it seems She's- like the hierarchy is like master then lucas yes. then darla then dead vampire
2: Correct. Yes. I agree with that. Like, I think that Darla had some subservience under her, but she is probably going to be fired from her managerial duties. Well, she Um, doesn't
1: even stick around. Lucas is like, Darla, you get out of here. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Lucas
2: said, Darla, go catch the food for Master. I'll (laughs) deal with this young girl.
1: Yeah. And he, like, smacks her. He throws her. So not only... Does Buffy have super strength as well as some sort of vampire Spidey sense? But she also seems pretty resilient to a lot of things that would hurt a normal human being.
2: Yeah. She definitely has some abilities, but, like, he's strong. Like, he... Lucas says, like, you are strong, but, like, I'm stronger. Yes. And he winds up throwing her into, like, the catacomb. Yeah, the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus, which is occupied by a skeleton.
1: Yeah, he, like, he he wants to stop he says like oh you think you can stop me you think you can stop us and so we see as buffy is fighting with lucas we see the other three teenagers out in the graveyard and they're trying to escape and suddenly they're like surrounded by other yeah. vampires this is like a mob of vampires yeah. they they're
2: a little fucked they're like a little fucked um the professor he's not professor jial John- giles 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 is doing his own research he sees like in one of his old crusty books that uh the master is coming it is prophesized this is yeah the the master will walk among them once more uh and we are ending the episode like you know she thinks that she's okay maybe she starts to sit up but then yeah he comes and he, like, jumps over and is, like, about to, like, bite her. And then it goes to black. And I yeah. will just say,
1: that was a good run for Buffy. We get a TBC. We get it to be continued on our very first yeah. episode. I do think we see Buffy before he jumps on her and the episode ends. She looks up within the, like, um, crypt or whatever this mm-hmm. is, place is called. Monastery thing. And she sees a little window with like seemingly moonlight shining through, but I'm wondering how late it is. It oh, like is she waiting for sunlight? Is because right we she did mention earlier that sunlight does harm them. So no. I'm predicting that something with the light is going to help her, but we certainly end the episode with both Buffy and the trio of Jesse, Xander, and Willow all seemingly in a ton of trouble. Here.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna say I think Buffy dies, and I think that that's it. Like, that's I don't think
1: show. I don't think we're gonna see
2: her again. Yeah, and it was a good run for her. Like, good she was run. a cool character. I really liked her. I'm sad that I'm not gonna see this character again. Yeah, but it's okay. That's and it for like, her. And if you and if I have to guess, like. Why, you know, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer when Buffy dies in the first episode. I would say, like, aren't we all buffy a little bit? Um I would you're say buffy, I'm, all... I'm Buffy. We're all Buffy. We're all Buffy. So we all the... thirst for angel. So the the next, the next slayer is just a Buffy too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm obviously she's going to figure out her shit and yeah, she'll get it together. save the day. Uh, we have a lot more of Buffy. I mean, we still have to see her become a cheerleader, but I think that this was a really, really good pilot. And I'm, you know, I, I'm like a little disappointed that we decided to only cover the first episode and i know right i immediately wanted to hit play because it's been like some time uh in between you and i watching this and us recording so it's been a couple of days and i mean i don't know what happens next but i'm i'm very curious to see what happens next and yeah uh, i i think i really enjoyed it i'm really really excited to check out um this show like i said before i'm really excited about the character of buffy i think that she's really cool really funny really sassy um mm-hmm. the perfect character for me personally to root for and um and i really like willow even though like i said earlier she's not typically the type of character that i like gravitate towards of like rooting for but i think that she's like really going to wind up being such a badass and i'm really excited about angel and i can care less about xander and jesse but maybe eventually i'll care about them
1: uh yeah i i think i have a similar mindset to you where like i obviously am a like i really loved buffy right out the gate i feel like willow is very much up my alley as a character i usually love and television shows uh xander and jesse i don't think we know enough like jesse just seems like an idiot doofus who like just wants to fuck um yeah and uh so i'm interested in seeing where we go next episode is called the harvest so apparently that's happening very quickly oh okay well i thought this was
2: possibly going to be like the master was going to be like a big bad but like it seems maybe resolvable. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. it's very
1: quick. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's uh, the harvest. Next week on uh, on yeah. Buffy. But yeah, there's
2: going to be some pumpkins, some squash. Who doesn't love a harvest festival? Some, some maize. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah. Uh, and then wh- what do we think about Giles? Um, Giles, I think, is nerdier than Willow. Um, I feel like he does a really bad job at his job to start. Like, I think he needs to be able to convince Buffy that like what she's doing is a meaningful cause. And like, I don't think he's doing a good job of that. I also think it's really creepy for him to go to the bronze and like be watching students dance. You know, like it's a little weird, Giles. But but he's the the watcher. He watches. He watches. Uh, This is is one
2: job he has to watch.
1: I need to know more about exactly what he's supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Like.
2: (laughs) I want to see his linkedin job description
1: yeah pretty much i need
2: to know what the hell he's supposed to be doing because it doesn't seem like he's doing it number one he has to watch number two
1: he has to research yeah number three he's in charge of the literature and he's a librarian and the lore (gasps) does todd the librarian immediately love him because he's a fellow librarian do you think I mean, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, we'll have to have Todd on eventually to ask. Um, but we do have some feedback to get into because people are really excited for us to watch Buffy. Um we heard from Linda uh, from our, our Dawson's Creek days. She said, Welcome to Hellmouth, ladies. I'm so super excited you guys are covering my favorite show of all time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You're going to have so much fun exploring Sunnydale and getting to know its residents. Grab those tissues because you'll need them along this journey. Interesting. Love that for me. Mm-hmm. Let uh, me cry. She, she loves the theme song. Uh, She says it still manages to hype her up 20 years later. So good to know people love the theme song. I felt like it was, it was very like intense in like a good way. I felt like it really got me ready for the episode. Um, She says Buffy teen drama checklist rundown. Buffy, the new girl in town looking for a fresh start who is quite literally battling demons. Check. Willow, the smart, nerdy, unpopular girl who we are gonna pretend isn't gorgeous by dressing her in layers.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Her uh, hair looks so shiny.
1: And it was very long, very long. And silky. Yeah. I was pretty jealous
2: of her. Reminds hair. me of my
1: mom's hair a lot. Oh. My mom has very silky, shiny, straight hair. Slay pat. Yeah, she nails it. Uh Xander, the very suave, not not. Very not pathetic class clown who's infatuated with the new girl, Uh, Cordelia, queen of the mean girls, Jesse, the unpopular boy obsessed with the most popular girl in school, typical. Giles, the mentor, and the mysterious older guy who clearly didn't get DBK's memo about jewelry. (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Uh, So so, um, DBK
2: is another one of our uh, friends who is uh, a listener from the Dawson's Creek days. And Mm -hmm. he is a very big advocate of Felicity. And on the Felicity podcast, he said uh, the number one rule is to not give jewelry on the first date angel immediately break or like early in the dating and (laughs) he gives obviously that's kind of what i was like referring to earlier where it's like yeah like Angel gave Buffy a piece of jewelry. Uh, but he also didn't tell place. her
1: his name, which like is checking the mysterious boy column, you know. Very mysterious. Um yeah. and we're not supposed to know
2: his name. We no, just, but
1: we know. We we <laughs>
2: look, we're stupid, but not that stupid.
1: To be fair, it it took Will being like, That's Angel for me to be like, Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't until I realized that that was David Boreanaz for me
1: to realize yeah. that was oh, Angel. David Boreanaz equals Angel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she finishes perfect ingredients to start for or start with for loads of drama, chaos, fun, last, and angst. Can't wait to go on this awesome ride with y'all, Linda. So thank, thank you, Linda. We love, love you. Um, we also got an email from a new listener, Sarah. Yeah. And her name is Sarah. Shut the fuck up. With an H. With an H. I welcome you. Just and the yeah. same. Fellow Sarah Club. Uh, she even has a Twitter handle um, that her online name everywhere involves Buffy. So you you know she's a true a true blue fan. Mm-hmm. Um she says she has been listening Uh, About a variety of shows here on PSR Um, She has been loving the the Felicity podcast but she's really Excited for Buffy she said she's an OG Buffy fan she watched it When it was on and it was one of her first serious Fandoms and this is where I'm gonna Sarah I'm so interested in hearing from you Throughout these episodes because I love hearing about what it was Like to be a show of a fan like as it Aired yeah and I feel like she has the Tea from that she said that she wasn't Super active in any of the OG Online fan communities however Ever, it was one where this show was like ahead of its time. It had a serious and active online fan community from the start back in the days of dial up. Okay. It's like incredible. It is 1997.
2: I am going on to my AOL. Mm-hmm. It goes, it opens up. You've got mail. I am going, you've got mail. I am going on to the. Uh, what? Ask Jeeves. We got Ask Jeeves. Yeah, Jeeves. Where can I find Buffy info? And yeah. Jeeves is like, hi. This is where
1: you can find the Buffy info, mm-hmm. and then you're on the forums. Yeah, and unsurprisingly, I was like, Buffy feels rife for fanfic. Like, pretty mm, much instantaneously. Yes. Or, 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 okay. Yeah. Name chat rooms. Yes.
2: Oh. A yes. dark, dark place that I did – I I was there. I yeah. was there. ASL. ASL.
1: ASL. ASL.
2: Yes. Age sex location. And then you're like, oh, my name is Kiki. I'm 18, and I live in Hawaii. Uh-huh. That's what I said. And you
1: never – you weren't. You weren't. No. Lies.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was catfishing those bitches from day one, <laughs> but that's where you probably can chat about Buffy as well in the yeah. AIM chat rooms.
1: Yeah, she said that uh, it's it's like one of the first shows other than Star Trek, Sarah, um, to move beyond the screen and inspire as much fan discussion and analysis as it did. There are books. Some are serious and academic about the show. There are like college courses taught about the show mm. uh, has one of the most the largest and most active. Fanfic communities of all time Called it it. I
2: really hope that there's some like Oh we need to read like dirty fanfic
1: Oh that should be a podcast All in and of itself Yeah. Yeah Yeah Uh, She said today this kind of fandom is super common and has spawned a huge industry, Comic-Con, et cetera, et cetera, all all on its own. Um, Yeah, that's so interesting. She said that it was like there at the very beginning of it all and OG Buffy fans were in the mix getting all this uh, off the ground for all of us. I definitely agree with that. I feel like it's one of those shows that like spawned online discourse in a way that like a show like lost did like Mm -hmm. there are just a lot of shows that i feel like we wouldn't have podcasts today if not for online communities like that back in the day
2: i'm curious has there ever been a fandom that
1: you've been a part of in that capacity two i would say um Harry Potter a thousand percent mm-hmm. like I was online on the forums for Harry Potter mm-hmm. um, and then Lost was actually one as well oh. that got me into like because it was a show that I didn't know anybody personally that watched it I wanted to be able to talk to people about it especially as I was watching live episodes like I wanted to see what other people thought about the episodes and like their theories because it was such a mystery box show Um, that yeah that was Lost I think is a big reason why I got into podcasting like all these years later because it certainly kind of triggered me to being like I need to find a community that enjoys this as much as I do because I don't personally know anybody who's interested in it
2: yeah yeah for me I would say like I guess Harry Potter to some capacity I was listening to like muggle cast as like my very first podcast but I didn't really participate in anything like that but I guess like maybe I used to tweet a lot about Pretty Little Liars when it was when it was on and I would speculate on Twitter, but I was never in forums.
1: I don't think. Um, yeah, I would say like I definitely was in forums like the Harry Potter stuff I did was much more honestly kind of akin to like a Dungeons and Dragons sort of like um, hmm. online kind of like fanficy sort of thing. Like you would make a character and like pretend to go to class. And oh, stuff like really? That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, versus Lost was – I was much more – it was more message boardy. Like, it was like – and here's what I think. Here's my latest theory. It was, like, before Reddit existed, but, like, akin to a Reddit nowadays. Right, yeah. Very Um, interesting. So, But, yeah, uh, basically, Sarah says that, like – Nowadays, that's super common, but this show has like such a big societal impact, which is fascinating to me. Um, And she says the context is really important as you both sit down to watch season one for the first time because I will be surprised if you don't struggle with it. It's hard to introduce anyone to Buffy these days because they have to start with season one and season one is pretty rough to get through. That's so interesting. Um, she said, in my experience, by the time you're midway through the blissfully short season, it is only 12 episodes as compared to like every other season, I think is like 20 something. Um, uh, you'll start you'll be starting to get why people love the show and you'll be able to look at uh, past some of the weird the worst flaws of season one. Um, mm. And she says that they get a much bigger budget like later on, which tracks makes sense, okay. you know? Uh, yeah, I wonder like what exactly
2: sarah is referring to because we really like the pilot but maybe
1: it gets weird or i maybe some of this stuff is like just because it is 90s like when you tend to do sci-fi in the 90s and you have to rely on like special effects and like makeup and prosthetics and all that it can look a little clunky i don't think that bothers me but it doesn't bother me i mean we're used to it i think at this point i think we're both used to the highs and lows of teen dramas, because Dawson's Creek certainly had slumps. Boy Meets World even had slumps. Like, every show has its slump when it runs for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I watched old Doctor Who, and Nat has some really egregious, like, CGI stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to bother me that much. Yeah. Um, and she said, without spoiling the specifics, uh, Buffy has a lot of firsts, uh, one of which is called Buffy Speak. Uh, this Ooh. is what the slang language the characters speak in is called. It was the first time this was done on a TV show, although now it's pretty common. Um, apparently, there are also like some uh, books by linguists who studied it and everything, which is very interesting. Oh. Huh. Uh, she also says,
2: speak, have I been speaking Buffy speak my whole life? And I didn't know. So I'm, just,
1: <laughs> I'm
2: just wondering.
1: Yeah. Uh, she also says that it, it tackled a lot of important subjects on like a primetime teen show, which I feel like we talked a lot about in Dawson's Creek. So I'll be interested to see what kind of stuff Buffy is going to tackle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she says it was also one of the first shows to blend genres like drama, comedy, horror, fantasy, all in one show um which is also interesting to think that like all of the shows that come after it you know what i mean like i'm thinking like a smallville where obviously Mm -hmm. that's more based in um like comics but still uh very interesting um so yeah she does say like it starts with the movie uh she says i don't think you have to watch the movie before you start the show uh, but it is something to consider watching at some point and that the movie is a cult classic okay Um, we will
2: definitely put it on the docket at some point
1: yeah yep um and uh and yeah so she says she doesn't uh she said don't hate the show based on the two sloppy dated episodes it's incredibly well done and so worth it uh sarah definitely continue to send us in emails especially if you have like historical like things you want to mention like I find this all so fascinating she sent us a really long email I won't read all of it on the podcast but there are so many interesting tidbits in here about like the background on the show how it came to exist all of that um so I'm very interested in in hearing more of what you have to say Sarah so definitely uh definitely send in more um any other feedback Sarah I think that was I think I got everything
2: Um, I think think that's it for now. I just know that there's been so much support and excitement on our social media about our coverage of Buffy. So, um, welcome to anybody that's been with us and anyone that's new. And I'm really excited about this journey. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I'm really appreciative to Linda and Sarah for sending in feedback. I'm going to read, um... Sarah's email because I really, really want to see that yeah. uh, background information and uh to have Linda back is just like it just warms my heart. Like, I know really when excited. I saw the
1: email come in from Linda, I was like, Yay! Hi Linda. Um, so if you if you have any uh feedback you want to send in, whether it's about like the background in the show, if you were like a, a day one fan, if you're joining us for the first time, never having watched Buffy, I'm also very curious to hear your experience. Um, send it in shit90spod at gmail.com. Uh you, we also have a website shit90spod.com if you want to send in a voicemail or you can also send a message in from there and of course if you're on twitter or instagram you could find us at shit 90s pod we seriously love getting feedback uh even if you don't want it to be read on the podcast that's also cool just mention it in the email and we won't but it's just it's so nice to hear from people that are are either like huge huge buffy fans or have never watched the show and are experiencing it for the first time like us Uh uh-huh yeah so I love getting to hear people's different experiences. and I'm so curious to see what we will like that other people hate or the opposite. you know what we will hate that other people love. yeah, totally. Um, yeah so yeah, I'm really excited for this journey. Me too. um, yeah.
2: we are also covering Empire records, um, and that should be. Uh, dropped this weekend on the, mm-hmm. I think on Saturday. So yeah,
1: yep. keep your eyes peeled for that. I've seen that movie, but I don't think Jess has. I don't believe I have, and if I have, like I don't remember enough anyway. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun yeah. no matter what. Yeah, and then
2: later in the month we're covering uh can't hardly wait is that what we're doing no or not
1: no it's something else that i'm not remembering because it's a uh, it's jam in january yeah well uh, we're
2: we're covering something
1: we're covering that thing you do that thing
2: you do okay yep. yeah so um yeah musical themed episodes and next month for february we're probably going to do something that is rom-com feb baby rom-com feb uh trying to (laughs) still get that off the ground somehow day it won't it won't pick up (laughs) nobody nobody's really gone for rom-com feb in the last four years but um and also of course we are covering felicity we are um midway through season one and it's been a heck of a journey. I'm so. really
1: enjoying it, I have to say. Like, for as much crap as we give Felicity, I think the show is really fun. So I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying myself. Yeah. Uh, Carrie yeah. Russell
2: was in the Golden Globes yesterday. And um, I was yeah. just like, oh, there we go. She's in, like, a show called The Diplomat. Um, but
1: it was oh, fun seeing Carrie okay. Russell yeah. Uh, now. Yeah. I mean, she's so gorgeous as ever. Like, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's everything we're covering. Of course, you could find me at the Jess Sterling, Sarah at Sarah Ferguson. If you want to find us individually, we also have some other podcasting happening if you want to check any of that out um but yeah we'll be back next week with another episode of Buffy and then of course along the way uh, we're starting out the first few episodes just us we kind of like to get our our feet underneath us with a new show and kind of see where we feel you know where we land on things I think we'll probably attempt to come up with at least some predictions uh, for next podcast uh, like in terms of the characters we usually like to throw those in at the beginning of a show just to see where what we end up what ends up coming true um and we'll have some guests joining us along the way so tons of fun here on the way uh on shit 90 shows taught me but we appreciate you checking us out or returning to us uh, for this show as well um but i think that's everything so until next time everybody goodbye Just
0: ask. shit 90 shows taught me